Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. An Erio's original. Each week, we decide who's to blame for a historical tragedy. And each week, you tell us if we got it right. My name is Rebecca Delgado-Smith, and this is The Aftermath. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning into this special mailbag episode, including many alarms. With us today, we have producer Clayton Early. Hello. And also producer Alex Paul. Hi there. <laughs> also producer. This is a producer's meeting. It's a producer wars. <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> There's my mini alarm. She's coming for me. <laughs> um, we have a lot to cover this morning, shockingly, between, you know, some emails we've gotten and some just alarms that are keeping us up at night, a.k.a. Alex, who can't sleep. Um, That's true. So why don't we start off by just going through a little bit of our, our mail. We, we got this message recently, and this is, from, this is from Mitch, and it says, Hello, fellow alarmists. I would like to put in for a position as part of Chris's fact-checking crew with my specialties being video games, sports, and Disney. <laughs> mm. Wow, okay. So you thought you're <laughs> Chris's job is really the one that's... <laughs> he's not here to defend himself either. That's true. Let's hope he's brushing up on his games, sports, and Disney because this guy, Mitch, is, he knows all he's about it. He's coming for him. Having just listened to the Disneyland episode, I have some notes to put into the show uh, to show you that I'm fit for the job. Okay. Number one, Rebecca, you had asked if 
asked when the last time 90 million people got together to do anything. Well, according to NFL.com, 112.3 million people watched Super Bowl. I don't know what that number is. Uh, <laughs> this past uh, February, so this last Super Bowl, which includes 101.1 million watching on TV and 11.2 streaming. Uh, this wasn't even the highest recent audience as 113.7 million watched the Super Bowl back in 2017. According to Nielsen, 22 Super Bowls have had at least 90 million TV viewers along with the series finale of MASH. Wow. <laughs> Football and MASH. War and a violent sport. What does that say about our society? Mm, it says a lot. And <laughs> Disney. Well, so what does yes, that I say about, about our society? We're not we're, we're well balanced. Well, I also think you need to take into account like what was the population of the country in 1953? Wow, Alex, that's like the inflation, you know, argument, right? Can it's like, we get a number on that? Can we get a population? Chris? <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying that because I know I'm the next in line to do something like that. So I would say that I think that's a very good point, Alex. And I feel like we don't even need to check the numbers to know that it was definitely a smaller population back in 1955. We've only expanded. I would assume so. Yes. So the percentage of viewers watching population wise is really much higher than a 2017. NFL game. That's a good point, Mitch. It could be. It could not be. We don't know until we know. Okay. You know? We're going to find out so soon. Now the, the email goes on and I'll read point 20. This is num- his second point. 25 cents in 1956 is equivalent to $2.60 today. The price of a okay. corn dog at Disneyland's corn dog castle is $9.79. Which I think I asked at one point, I wonder how much a corn dog is. And I have to say, for Disneyland, spending 10 bucks for a corn dog doesn't seem that crazy to me. You know, there's some things where I'm like, wow, that's kind of pricey, but I'm like, $10 for a big corn dog. Okay. <laughs> I'm $10. Do you know Disneyland. how much, like, uh, if you go to Trader Joe's and you buy the box of corn dogs? Oh, yeah. You dogs, can get like a whole get, box like... <laughs> of them for $4. <laughs> I think it comes with four, and I'm pretty sure it's $4. These are that these is, are yeah, bigger that is, corn dogs. It's not even close to the same <laughs> as someone who has frequented frequented corn dog castle, corn dog yes. kingdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, corn dog mm-hmm. castle. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Highlight. Absolute highlight oh. of the experience, mm-hmm. in my opinion. So you're as saying another, the extra nine dollars are worth just the happiness the corn dog brings to you. Disneyland and airports money works different and you just have to accept that i think um you know it's like going it's like the experience of going out to dinner right like the the you pay extra because you they greet you they seat you everyone takes care of everything you don't have to clean the dishes this corn dog is ten dollars because not only do you not have to make it or clean up after it there's like such beautiful surroundings and even rides when you're done eating it so that's what that charge is (laughs) Okay, okay. Although technically the ticket should be the cost of the ambiance. Sure, sure. But I I fully agree with you. Okay, I do have some numbers to share. I can't wait. So 
Disneyland opened in 1955. There were 90 million viewers of the Dateline show and 165 million people living in America. So that's about 54.5% of the entire population. Wow. I'm blown away. No way. <laughs> yeah. And flash forward to now in 2022, this past Super Bowl, there were 112 million viewers of the Super Bowl. And there are currently 332 million people in America. And so that is about 33.7%. See? <gasps> Good call, Alex. Wow. So still, the, the, the numbers are shocking for this Dateline program that, uh, you know, Disney's mm-hmm. Dateline program. I can't That's believe a big deal. that. Yeah. yeah. What would be, you know, what I'd like to know is what could even rival that Dateline special today? Like, what would be the one thing that 56% of our current American population would tune in you for? You want to the end of the world? <laughs> The end of the, I know the end of the, the world. Half of us are just like whatever. I'm the last not state in. of the union. The last state of the union. I really will not yeah. tune in at mm. this point to anything unless it's a broadcast of the end of the world. I thought you were saying it's that true. you're not tuning into the end of the world broadcast. I'm like, oh, she's out. <laughs> <laughs> I I want to go where she's going. She's got a plan. <laughs> Um, okay, so the the next point that Mitch makes is sticking with prices. While guests only had to pay one dollar for admission on opening day, which is uh, ten forty in today's money, that was only for admission. Guests had to pay for attractions separately. Today, the ability to experience all the attractions are included in the ticket price. You do have the option of paying for Disney's Genie Plus, which gives you the ability to go through shorter lines. Here's one thing I'll say about this Genie Plus thing. Mm-hmm. It just feels like another perk for the rich. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, if you got the cash, then you can just, the rules don't apply to you and you just get all of the perks. And it's like people, these are like, you know, hardworking families who are schlepping their multiple kids who have a dream to a park. And it's like, kind of feels a, like a bummer if you're that one kid who's like, mom, why are they skipping the line? It's like, well, dear, because they're special. No. That's a bummer. Yeah, Capitalism. I think the prices keep on rising and rising. And I think they, I could be wrong, but I guess anecdotally, I feel like they rise because they want to control the, how many people are in the parks. It's always so crowded, but the expensive ticket doesn't de like, doesn't change people's plans to go or not. Sure. So I think they need to just cap it off, right? I mean, they need to sell out way sooner than they do. I think it's very, um, it's really uncommon for them to sell out. And I think they just need to cap it. Interesting. That brings up a a thought for me is, you know, how like restaurants will have like a maximum occupancy. I wonder if Disneyland has a maximum occupancy in either park, right? But like, do they ever, the fire marshal or whatever, they have to have some kind of Sure. Uh, I, I just don't think they could get away with that. Right? I Unless, mean, you want to say yes, because it's like corporate and it's Disney, but... Well, there's a difference like, between like over, like it's too crowded for like people's health and it's sure. too crowded for people's experience. Enjoyment, <laughs> right, right. Because right. people are now having to pay extra for the Genie Plus for, it's Disney's fault for not capping the 
number of people who are allowed in the park to make an enjoyable experience for everyone. Like that's not our fault that we should pay extra for it. That's the fault of the people deciding how many people is comfortable in the park to have a good experience. Yeah, I'm now I'm I'm going online and going down a rabbit hole trying to find if we could uh, a maximum capacity for Disneyland. Um, I, I just wonder what that number is. I mean, it's it's a unique question because there's a lot of outdoor space and that like in terms of like fire safety, you can just disperse outdoors versus being in an enclosed space. Um, but, but it is. Well, there, I'm sure there are gates. So it is still technically. You know indoors. what? You know who could do this? Who? Mitch. <laughs> yes. Mitch is going to write in. We need another. With all the facts. <laughs> Someone else on the team. <laughs> well, Chris. Uh, Chris can do it when Chris he gets back. Chris could do it. Yeah. Well, it would take him the whole episode, but <laughs> he'd get it. He'd get it. Um, for, okay. Fourth point. Yes. The annual pass is the way to go to get the most bang for your buck when it comes to Disney vacations. However, if you are not within a few hours driving of the parks, going enough to make that purchase worth it may not be feasible when you take into account hotel costs, airfare, time off work or out of school, et cetera, et cetera. So that was a point that we, we, we had discussed uh, mm-hmm. whether or not to get the annual pass. Um, Amanda's big on that, uh, getting that bang for your buck. Um, I mean, if you live close by, it seems like this pretty sweet deal, right? Because you don't have to pay for the hotels. Yeah. Yeah. If you are staying with family, that makes sense. But again, you're, you have to consider travel and all that stuff if you're not nearby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the final point that Mitch makes, having been at Disney World on Super Bowl Sunday back in 2019, the only Super Bowl I haven't watched, uh, I can confirm that it is a great day to go to Disney. February is already a low crowd time, and with so many people otherwise occupied, there are even fewer people there that night. References upon request. Thank you, Mitch. <laughs> we'll put it in the application file. <laughs> So that last little tip about uh-huh. going on the Super Bowl, you know, this email came through my inbox and I admittedly wanted to extract it from the email <gasps> because I I want that tip and I'm afraid mm-hmm. now we're letting it into the world and I read it and I was like that's genius. That's genius. Mm-hmm. Alex I don't thought about I don't know sabotaging want, the show. I don't know if I want people to know it. <laughs> I'm sure there's already like true, like hardcore Disney and, and amusement park in general fans who are already up on all the like, this is the best day to go. Yeah. You know what I mean? So those people already know it's the rest of the people. But then again, it requires them taking off time around Super Bowl to go to Disney. Yeah. So we might still be in luck. I think you're going to be OK, Alex. I just think <laughs> that there's going to be so many guys who are like, I can't, I can't miss the Super Bowl. You know, Truth. That- it was great driving around Los Angeles on Super Bowl Sunday this year was amazing. That's when I mm-hmm. love to go to the supermarket. Um, anything <laughs> you shop once a year. <laughs> Super Bowl Sunday is a big day for Rebecca. Well, I was going to say the Oscars as well. <laughs> sure. <laughs> any like uh, a cat, like awards show, any big uh, game, uh, you know, th- actually the whole NFL season is great uh, when you're talking about like the playoffs. That's wonderful. Um, Now, we also got an email from Eric. This says, hey, hi, Alarmist crew. Oh, before we talk about Eric's email, I just want to talk about one other 
Disneyland related email we got from Anne. And this is the, all, all the email said. Subject Disneyland. And uh, body of the email says, for heaven's sake, it's not autopia, it's autopia. <laughs> Anne. And I don't usually read these negative, these kind of like mean mm-hmm, emails, mm-hmm. but it really tickled me. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's all, funny. Of all the things I've mispronounced on this show. <laughs> that one was important. That one really set her off. Um, so, okay, my apologies. It's Autopia. I apologize mm-hmm. uh, to all our Disney heads out there. Hi, Alarmist crew. This I'm back to Eric. I'm writing in again because I finally caught up in re- to real time in my binging of the podcast and was excited to see you took my suggestion of the Owen Hart tragedy for an episode. I feel like you guys pretty much nailed it with the verdict, but given how much talk there was about the show must go on mentality, I thought I'd provide a bit of a coda to show how unfortunately little has changed in that particular company. About 15 years after Owen died, Jerry Lawler, who had been in attendance for Owen's accident, was doing commentary on Monday Night Raw when he suffered a heart attack live on air. People watching at home, though, had no idea as the action in the ring continued uninterrupted. His commentary partner even continued calling the match as Lawler was worked on by paramedics and ultimately stretched to the backstage area with the cameras carefully avoiding all of it. The rest of the show went on as scheduled, and it was only at the very end that they received word that Lawler would survive. So, yeah, consider it a lesson not learned. Also, since I feel like any email to you guys should include a suggestion, I have another one. I have yet another one uh, in the industry uh, you may not have you may not be as familiar with the video game industry. In this case, the disastrous launch of the highly anticipated video game Cyberpunk 2077 in November of 2020. Have not heard of Cyberpunk hmm. 2077, but Will. Maybe that's the problem. You should have. <laughs> maybe. Or if it was a disastrous launch, maybe there's a reason I didn't hear about it. Um, any, anyway, love the show and appreciate all, you all for making it. Hope all is well. Best, Eric. Thank you, Eric. So we'll put that on our list. And just this, this idea of the show must go on has really come up recently in, in, in these later episodes after Owen Hart. Um Right. It it just seems to be trickling in. I don't know. I I wonder what the connection is here because they've all been different disasters and they've all had that element. Even the car look, we couldn't, you know, that that show must go on mentality. I know we ended up calling it like a rush job, but really it's still that concept. I feel like I wonder if, I mean, I'm sure we could devote a lot more time to this, but just off the top of my head, it's like where there's a fear of failure, you know, it's like, we wouldn't stop and in the moment, be like, Oh, this was a mistake. And we, we failed in this moment because I don't know if it's like an American or a human thing or where we don't want to seem weak, but something in there, I feel like might be tied up with this idea that we just have to have to go on forever for the sake of whatever. Well, it's sort of like when you process or when a traumatic event is happening in real time, right? We all respond in like the most animalistic, bizarre ways. Like none of it seems to make sense. And it seems like a response to like sort of denying 
your brain can't catch up to the reality you're in, Mm -hmm. you know, your brain can't take a moment to be like, okay, here's what, what we're doing. Let's like take a pause. It just sort of wants to like keep it going to, to ignore that something really traumatic happened. That's such a good point. Uh, that denial is so strong. Um, mm-hmm. And it really is. Because as you were, before you said that, Alex, I was thinking of like, you know, we want to maintain this magic of whatever is happening, whether it's a show or whether it's our own life. You know, you don't want to let mm-hmm. go of, the, of, of how an event can change you, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But... I think you're right. I think it's our brain can't process. And so it just lives in denial for a little longer. And of course, I think, you know, when there are bigger systems and companies at play, right, they're also incentivized to not worry people because they have financial needs to keep things going, you know, but from like sort of an individual standpoint, I feel like your brain just doesn't know how to process something unexpected happening right this this is not supposed to happen Mm -hmm. it's like but it's happening (laughs) so something to think about and i feel like we should process now the fact that we're transitioning into what our mini alarms are Mm -hmm. carefully thoughtfully (laughs) yes accepting what's happening around us Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? 
United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. So, I mean, I thought it was time. We haven't really uh, checked in to see what's recently been alarming us. So I, I, I posed it to the group to see, you know, where, where are your heads at right now? So either one of you want to start? <laughs> Do you well, want me to go? Actually, <laughs> mine actually sort of wraps into what we were talking about. Oh, the brain. I guess I just am naturally thinking about it. Okay. So first of all, you asked us this question. I went to bed last night being like, I want to come up with the best alarm, <laughs> an alarm that's going to really impact our listeners. And of course I like, can't think of anything. Everything seems too sort of normally stressful and terrible. Like, I don't want to just, we all know the things. It's such like a school kids like need to impress. <laughs> yeah. Like I wouldn't have the best thing idea to share with this, the class. Like, this is very show revealing. And tell. Yeah. Re- yes. Very revealing of our personalities too. Show and tell was very stressful for me. Yeah. Um, okay. So here's, here's what I was thinking. I listened to a podcast by um, the Hooverman lab and they were talking about mindset and how powerful it is. And it was alarming to me how much our mindset can like impact our physical, tangible situations. And Mm. it's actually really empowering because I don't know about you, but I feel very out of control. And like, there's not much I can do to change my circumstances or the circumstances of the world, but they had, so it's a science podcast and they had this Stanford professor, on and she was talking about this experiment that they did that proved how impactful your mindset is with these young children who have peanut allergies and they are going through the process of um adapting getting rid of their allergy right so they're uh-huh. eating peanut products to slowly um get over it and yeah. half mm-hmm. of the group they told the kids like you're going to experience these symptoms of, you know, itchy skin or feeling nauseous or, you know, all these things, symptoms that are going to be uncomfortable that are going to happen, but that is proof that it's working. So they were given the mindset of like these bad things that are happening to me that don't feel good are actually a sign that this is working and I'm going to get over my peanut allergy. Mm. And physically those kids performed better, like had better results in Mm. their, um, in the, you know, project of, of, of adapting to the peanuts. So it, the mindset physically changed the way that their body interacted with, um, peanuts, which I think is crazy. That's so interesting. I, I feel like when I had a similar, uh, reaction to when we were getting the vaccine remember and we were told mm. that we were, we were gonna get sick but it just means that your body is uh fighting it or or not fighting it but processing, like processing yeah. it you know um and that really made the experience so much more bearable yeah mm. and a lot of weren't you told haven't we been told that if your body reacts strongly it means that you're like 
antibodies are really strong or you're like a stronger person in some way. Yes. I I don't know if I read that or if I made that up, but, or if I just told myself that (laughs) But (laughs) at this point, any of the information about all that stuff who could be anything, but yes, I I think it's amazing that, and it's more than just a placebo effect, right? It's Mm -hmm. like truly your mindset can impact your experience. And while obviously it's a piece of the puzzle, which the Stanford professor talks about, I think it was alarming to me that like, I have the power to make my situation feel better than it currently does. Yeah, sure. I mean, I think that's very (laughs) helpful. And it makes me think of my uh, little nephew who um, is, he's, you know, he's seven years old. And he's always wanting to know his schedule ahead of ahead of time. Something I can like really relate to. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> and he's always asking uh, my sister in law, my best friend. Um, you know what? What are we doing today? Like, what he wants to know the plan. He always yeah, wants he to know the, the plan. plan. And there's something so comfort. And and it's not not that he's going to complain about the plan or that he he just wants to know so that he can be mentally prepared. Um, And there's something about that that I find that so comforting, just being mentally prepared. Um, And a a part of that is why this uh, show is so interesting and important to me, you know, because you can learn about these things that have happened and you can always really count on them happening again. Um, But uh, it's it's like creating that... uh, uh, all of those files in your brain where you're just like, okay, um, if this were to happen, like, how could I be mentally prepared? It's like training. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is- Perhaps a takeaway is that we, if we do find ourselves in an un- unexpected situation, disastrous or not, we can stay calm and tell ourselves that we are, we have learned these lessons mm. and we are going to get through this and we are going to be the cool, calm, collected one who, Directs people this way. Definitely south of the fire. To safety. <laughs> yes. South or of the fire. fire. <laughs> or instead of, right, like I'm being crushed by all the bad news and how, you know, devastating all these disasters are, like knowing this information, like makes me a stronger person and makes me a more knowledgeable person and a person who can be relied in a future disaster. Perhaps. I mean, I, I hope so. Now, if, if God forbid I'm ever in a disaster uh, and I just start screaming and run, please also don't hold it against me. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be like breaking news. The alarmist fails Flips in out catastrophe, runs the face away. of danger. Um, <laughs> um, so Clayton, thank you, Alex. I mean, I, I think that's so interesting. Clayton, Clayton, what is alarming you these days? I've got, I've got some alarms. Okay. Um, first, my first alarm that I'm just going to slide in here for everyone to uh, just contemplate is our rating Uh-oh. number. Uh oh. It's a four point four out of five, which is wow. you know a pretty decent number. But what's with the point four? I don't like that. Yeah. Right. Like we could also. I feel like I didn't even know they they gave away point fours. <laughs> well, you heard it here first. That's not cool. Point- I feel like, you know, like in between the four and five, you want to be on the plus side of five or above, right? Like in terms of the points. I'd love a 5.0, honestly. I mean, a 5.0 would be amazing. 
And well, whatever we have to do. What is that? A B plus? Oh, I don't like it. I don't like it. I think we need to change that. No, we can get to an A minus at least for, <laughs> and then we'll work our way up to an A plus. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I guess the only way to fix that is for everyone who hasn't done this yet. And I know I've said this before. Mm-hmm. I know I've said it before, but I'm not going to stop saying it until you do. Um, Rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Clayton, are there any new uh, reviews or anything? Yeah, so there's one that I'll share from, uh, it's titled Hard Headed from Mad and Sad. And it says, (laughs) last mailbag, you said those who had not rated but listened religiously are hard headed. Mm. (laughs) That would be me. Oh, I love the show. I have even written a rebuttal, which was taken into consideration, but not a review. So sorry. <laughs> Educational, funny, interesting, and just some are just some of the words to describe your podcast. Not that you need more suggestions, but the West Memphis teens would be an excellent one for you all to cover. Mm. Keep doing what you do. And thank you. I don't know anything about the West Memphis. No, teens. we'll have to put it on the list. And I just want to say mad, sad. Uh, I accept your apology. Um <laughs> <laughs> and we're free to uh, move on and continue uh, on, uh, with our alarmy relationship. Yes. Thank you for, for um, leaving the review. We're yes. always grateful and for, for all you, you, know, you finally caving and that's doing right. It. <laughs> and for all you other hardheaded uh, folks out there, uh, it's time, baby. It's time. Let's get that 4.4 up. Yeah. Let's set it, Should we set like a mini goal? You know, like we don't have to go right to five, but like, let's say like in the next by the two mailbags from now, okay. we get to what? Uh, 4.8. 4. 4. 4. Yeah. Okay. Why not? Okay. Dream big. Rate, rate I review. want 5.0, but I guess I'll be. We'll get there. Yeah. Regardless, they should be rating five. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. 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 Uh, yes. Oh, don't. <laughs> Just put a, do a five star. Uh, Clayton, <laughs> what is alarming you these days? So I will say that my, it kind of fits in with what, Alex was talking about um, in terms of mindset. So I've been thinking a lot about my 40th birthday, which is coming up in August. Mm -hmm. And my husband and I have been talking about plans. And, you know, I think there's a lot of anticipation just because it's, it's a decade. It's like one of those milestone birthdays. And so there's a lot of feelings around what I've done, where I've been, where I'm going, and also just looking forward to, it's a big moment. So let's like do something fun because you're only doing this once. And for me, I am the kind of person when I'm planning something, you know, uh, I have a vision of like how I want things to go and what could happen. Um, And I have to remind myself, which I feel like I've done very well for the most part, but sometimes I don't, that I can only plan so much. But then once I get there, I just have to let go Mm. and enjoy and be in the moment Mm. and not be, you know, disappointed if I'm feeling different than I thought I might feel or something goes differently than how Mm -hmm. we anticipated. So as not to like set myself up for failure. Do you know what I mean? Which I think goes back to that mindset. It's like, if you go into something that you've worked really hard at and you tell yourself, well, now I'm just here and I'm just having fun and I'm just going to let what happens happen. Then I feel like you're in a much better headspace to appreciate what's happening in real time versus in your head, yeah. not in the moment. Resentful actually, that it's not going yeah. as you thought it would. 
I feel like our wedding, which was only just under four years ago, was a big experiment in that because we planned for two and a half years. And I feel like it was one of the most like magical times because there was so much specific planning, but we really were able to just kind of get lost in the moment. And I feel like what a success, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm hoping my 40th is not going to be near that. <laughs> but I'm just like really excited to gather with my friends and family and um, just remind myself that like naturally I got, wherever I end up on during that yeah. time is where I'm meant to be. Well, if you think about it, you know, you probably weren't thinking that in your 30s. Right. So there, we're, we're, we're ex- you're experiencing growth. <laughs> What's something that would derail the feeling? Earthquake. The good, the good feelings of the birthday. <laughs> uh, earthquake. That you that you are like, if that would happen, I'm just gonna go with the flow. That's a really good specific question, Alex. And thank you for putting me on the spot. <laughs> um, I will say that the the only thing because I feel like I am pretty good at like staying positive, but I feel like if I am also like a very I don't know what the term is, like socially emotional, like I kind of am a chameleon to other people's empath. But like if I sense somebody else's anxiety or somebody else's disappointment and I feel like, you know, my husband, who I love dearly, but he has more of a tendency to go down that like more pessimistic or disappointed, mm-hmm. you know, and it's more so like he, if, even if he wanted something for me and I, and it didn't go out the way he wanted, I'm like, don't worry about it, but he can't shake it. Then I start to, you know, second guess. So it's more just being like, that's his experience or that's if somebody shows up and they're having a hard time. It's like, well, we can, we're all here now and I'm not going to let my empathy drag me into mm. a moment of despair unless it needs to go. I mean, listen, if something big happens, then <laughs> screw my 40th birthday. I like, mean, if let's, Lady let's Gaga shows all... up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh... That'd be a happy thing. I don't think that's a sad thing. <laughs> if God shows up, I mean. Lady Gaga. I was oh. saying Lady Gaga, but God too. <laughs> Careful. I was like, I don't know. That could be a range. Right. We don't if know. God shows we up. don't know enough about him to know that's what true. that would be like. Um, okay, we all look forward to hearing, you know, about your uh, 40th birthday. There'll be a huge you know. announcement. <laughs> Obviously, everyone who's listening will be invited. And I won't be upset if you don't come. It's going to be live streamed. <laughs> yeah, the whole birthday. 90 million viewers. Oh. Fingers crossed. You guys, Let's do it. I went. Uh, uh, what happens to me when I think about what I'm alarmed with is that uh, about um is that I start to think of the one thing that ha- is alarming me. And then I just go down a spiral of a million other things that are alarming me. <laughs> um, sure. So I've got a list. Maybe you guys can help me pick one. Uh, <laughs> obviously oh the Ukraine, I can't stop thinking about Ukraine war. Oh, and yeah. I can't stop reading about it. Uh, That's like without goes without yeah. saying. I feel like um, yeah. I've read some terrible articles um just terrible stuff uh and one one of the uh, one of them has been the um how some of the negotiators have been uh poisoned or they they think that they've mm-hmm. uh been poisoned um so they the 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 negotiators that were sent to turkey um in the beginning of of tw- closer to the beginning of the war experienced like um 
symptoms of poisoning and that hmm. now they're saying because ukrainian know, yeah uh, it was like it was like an oligarch the guy sure. it was the guy who owns the uh f- football team in uh england um who was okay. there for you know peace talks or whatever as kind of like a neutral party um They've got red eyes, painful tearing, peeling skin in their face and hands. And now they're telling the uh the people who are going now for the new the new, you know, talks, uh, the new round, um, to not touch anything, don't drink anything. Like <laughs> imagine trying to solve a war and just without snacks. <laughs> right. Right. But like seriously, that's not gonna. It's not an hour conversation. You need a power bar for sure. Right. I bring your own. Bring, bring your, your own. own. I mean, honestly, like if I'm going in that situation, this is already so volatile that I wouldn't trust anything anyway. Especially given there is a history of accusations against the Russian government for poisoning, right. like yeah, people not, who are not a shocker that it's happening. Yeah, like uh, come on, it's not surprising at all. So I think I would. I would bring my own power bar. I bring my own water. And these are not friendly people necessarily that you're going to like, just do a little conflict mediation with. And off of that, um, I have to admit, I'm not a person who brings along snacks for the ride in my life. Mm. Um, Aside from the water bottle that I keep in my car in case I fall into a ditch, um, Mm. (laughs) like in case the car goes into uh, a ditch. Uh, which I think about, which I think about constantly. Um, I don't have, I I don't have the power bar. I don't have the beef jerky in my purse. I feel like if we were moms, we'd be better at that, right? Yes. I feel like moms always have food because you never know when someone's going to get hungry and cranky, and you want to try and like. You got to know stop your blind that spots. Tantrum. Yeah. True. So I mean, I guess something I'm working on is. <laughs> Trying to find snacks. Being a better mom. <laughs> Being a better mom for myself. Yeah. <laughs> we're all trying to do. I know. Um, so I, I guess we're running out of time. I don't have time to go through the list of uh, of other alarms. I'll just give you the, the highlights. Um, sharks eating people off the coast of California. Um, uh, oh, I found out about the uh, there, there's a uh, someone who is in uh, prison right now who is being released for something uh, for a crime he committed in the 70s. And it was like they 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 kidnapped a school. Uh, I'm sorry, a bus of school kids um, and put them buried them alive for what? rants like this is some, I've ne- I had never heard of this. Um, and they, the, the, the kids and the bus driver were able to get themselves out after a day. They like, uh, dug themselves out after being buried alive, like something wild. We have to look oh into God. it, but I'm like, how is this happening? Nobody knows about, how are we not talking about this? There's- These are some full size alarms. <laughs> I, <know>. I- <laughs> you need a spa day. <laughs> <laughs> like just forget about it for a minute. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, stay alarmed, alarmy, uh, as you know. And I appreciate you, Clayton and Alex, for uh, sharing your your what's recently alarming you. Likewise, thank you for allowing us. <laughs> thank you for allowing us. Now, stay tuned. <laughs> 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Good, because next week we're going to be talking about a terrible, terrible disaster and tragedy, uh, the Jonestown Colt Massacre. Powered by ACAST.